0: Today on Ovia's and Gilio we're doing what everybody else is doing, overreacting to week zero. Football is back, baby. In all seriousness, Sam Hartman looked like Sam Hartman at Notre Dame. And why we have a West Coast version of North Carolina on display. Heisman Trophy candidate and everything. Plus the Carolina Panthers wrap up the preseason. We'll talk to Mike Kay of the Charlotte Observer and get a preview for that 53-man cutdown. Thanks to everybody who has subscribed on YouTube. Thanks to everybody who's given us five stars. And thanks to everybody who's purchased T-shirts for Ovius and Julio. If you haven't purchased your T-shirt yet, what are you waiting for? Head on over to BreakingTea.com slash OG. That's BreakingTea.com slash OG. And buy your T-shirt and get ready for the football season today.
1: OG. 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 OG.
0: Let's podcast. Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Ovias. We are in Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties and thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. I actually had to use the Copiers Plus Kyocera unit in my house because the eldest, the eldest boy finally got his learner's permit. Had to scan some things, had to make sure I had copies of stuff. It's not like I'm taking his full-on birth certificate over there. But anyway, had to use it. And I'm we're a small business now, so... I even found reasons to use it there. Little household things. See, you didn't know what you didn't know. Didn't know. Exactly.
2: That's all you got to do. Go to copiers-plus.com for your business and figure out ways
0: to save money for you. So happy week zero, man. <sighs> did, you, did you enjoy avoiding your family all day Saturday?
2: I, I did, but I did not enjoy going <laughs> 0 for 2 on, on my on my bets. Oh, no. I, the worst part is, so slight background here. Mm-hmm. You can't gamble legally in North Carolina. Not yet. Our friend though, Bennett Johnson was in, in Michigan this week. Okay. So from the Heaster Automotive Group, he was in Michigan. So he's like, Hey, gambling is legal here. I'm like, Hey, why don't you log on to my FanDuel account for me? <laughs> Yours so, or Jess's? Uh, just mine. Okay. So I was like, hey, uh, let's get a, and he was like, Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm like, yeah, it's a football bet. Don't worry. He's like, Oh, okay. So get Bennett, get those bets in. And UMass has been brutal. They've been awful. Um, this is where doing a, just a smidge of homework would have helped me. Mm-hmm. This is my new test. Like if in the first five minutes of the talk, if the first drive of the game, if you can get the talking points of just from the announcers in the first minute, mm-hmm. you'll probably be able to solve this. And if I had the live line, I would have been able to correct this. I see when the Clemson transfer showed up as UMass's quarterback. I'm like, uh-oh, (laughs) uh-oh. And then the announcer was like, they have 15 transfers from Power 5 programs. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. And then uh, they're showing Don Brown, who gave uh, NC State fits as uh, Boston College's defensive coordinator as their head Mm -hmm. coach. I go, yeah, that's why I tweeted during the first drive. I go, UMass, take UMass on the live line right now. Right now. They're winning this football game, which of course they did. And then the other one was Vanderbilt, who I knew. Who I knew you'd never trust, Vanderbilt. Don't ever But uh, our friend um, Taylor Zarzar Mm -hmm. was on the call. He was on the call, yeah. And he was like, you know, Vanderbilt's trying to recover because their quarterback transferred to Mississippi State. Their running back is now starting for Kentucky.
0: I'm like, are you kidding? I was like, just a little bit of homework here, Joe. Did you not pick up a Phil Steele? I don't do Phil Steele anymore. Did you not pick up an Athlon? I should have picked up an an Athlon for I'm just
2: sitting here, okay, well, they're not going to cover. They were covered. So Vandy so actually... So hold on. I'm going to pause but, you but right like, here. No, no, But Vandy gets to the fourth quarter. They're covering. Yeah. Hawaii scores two back doors to cover this thing. Timmy Chang, who is the coach now at Hawaii... Oh, wow. Okay. ...comes on and says, we were disrespected and I knew we were a 17 and a half point dog. And I was like, okay, we finally reached that point that I've been waiting for, which now this is a correlation to the point that I've been waiting for, which is at what point is a fan, gate, fan base going to be happy with a coach Let's just use NC State, for example. Like they haven't won the ACC title since Mm -hmm. 1979. If you were to tell every NC State fan, though, dude, you're going to go 12 and 0 ATS, Mm -hmm. but you're going to go 8 and 4, but 12 and 0 ATS, I think a lot of fans then would be like, It's not bad. I'm cool. I'm cool cool with that. that. You want to lose and cover? I'm cool with that. Yeah. I
0: mean, if you're, we're going to get to that point
2: eventually. If you're one of those fans, yes. But I I think the, but those fans who care so much about the game usually, Mm -hmm. Also have action.
0: Entirely possible. It's entirely possible. Here's my question. Yeah. If you didn't do any research before you placed bets. Zero. And you're that careless with your money. Why? Not while I'm drinking the coffee. Why should I trust you? Because I don't touch our money. Why should I trust you (laughs) with our money? I don't touch our money. I just waste my money. (laughs) Okay. Just making sure. (laughs) Because I don't want to be doing a feature in an awful yes. announcing years from now saying, you know, what the happened dark side of the 2020s. what happened to obvious and Jillio? And you see me just kind of like that MF took all of our money and bet it. against guess you without even looking at a
1: live line to
2: obvious is working as a, as a bartender and graffiti and carry now, yeah. but he
0: once had a successful podcast. It wasn't his fault. In, in, in the meantime, he's working weekend shifts at clues with Dan and Mark. I mean, like, <laughs> That's, is that where we're headed with the mm-hmm. money? Because you're gonna you're gonna spend it poorly?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Very yeah. Okay. I eventually got around to watching some football uh because I had a round. I watched Notre Dame. take it back. I watched the first half of Notre Dame. So my my goal was I, I had to spend time with the family. I could not avoid You the were required to. I was required yeah. to because, you know, that's, that's what you have to say out loud now as a football person or a media person. I had to spend time with my family. Now, all jokes aside, it was round two for Caleb's learner's permit. So... Your oldest son. Yeah. So the weekend before, we went to the Avon Ferry DMV. Knowing full damn well, it's a cluster, but... Hey, get there early enough. I was we're brave. Go. It was no, we, we 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 got through. I'm like, did you study? Yeah, you you sure? Yeah, man, we're ready to go. I what think, is the sideways triangle? I think the <laughs> quote was. I think the quote to me was, "I'm locked in, Dad." Ooh. Um, slight problem. He forgot that you can utilize the skip button at the DMV while taking your learner's permit. Yeah, so he missed it by one question. Fine. Well, I know what we I know what we need to do. We'll come back next Saturday. You're gonna pass this test. We're gonna be good to go. Couple things that I noticed about the DMV. The week before, come on, do it in the uh, Colin Cowherd voice for me. <laughs> there's, a, there's a
1: couple of things I Coward noticed. Football,
0: college football reminds me a lot about the DMV. But it's true, though. You can tell who's prepared and who's organized and who's not. There are life lessons that are learned while you're at the DMV at six o'clock in the freaking morning. All right. You can tell a team that's prepared all off season. Yeah, you can. All right. You could tell the gambler is prepared or not based on. <laughs> Not oh, you realize realized, for a quarterback I had no idea what's going on here. So the week last the weekend before there were two older gentlemen who clearly had been working at the DMV for a long time and they had no time for your shit. Yeah. And they were great as one is apt to do at the DMV. Hey, man, these guys have seen some things. They got no time for your crap. So here's how it's going to work. Road test here. Everything else here. Raise your hand if you have a service today. People are like half asleep. I said, raise your hand. I'm like, oh, I like this dude. <laughs> and they were efficient, man. They were going through. This Saturday, I thought, all right, cool. We're going to get there. I got there at 620, brought chairs. We're going to tailgate a little bit. I brought my switch to continue with Tears of the Kingdom. And I'm waiting for my guys to come out to give the speech. Like, All right, here we go. These dudes don't show up. Those guys aren't there. You got one DMV guy who shows up at like seven thirty. Like, oh, this is not going well. Like, this is this is the B team today. <laughs> All right, they brought out this look like when uh, when Chelsea came to Keenan. Like, oh, you bringing the you bringing the upstarts, your your prospects, the C squad. This mm, the not liking this. And sure enough, they didn't really get into the separation of the line until about seven forty five. I'm like, oh crap. So we're going through it. We finally get through. He passes. I'm having a conversation with the with the clerk at the desk. And I said, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, last week you guys had some guys. He's like, oh, yeah, they're missed today. Like, even they recognized it. Anyway, so Caleb passes. I'm really excited. I'm like, all right, man, here are the keys to the car. Drive home. That was a mistake. In what sense? So I don't think he was, even though he had, you know, done the driving school and all that stuff. I don't think he was... This is this is my fault. I thought, okay, we'll get you through downtown. We'll go like St. Mary's, hit a couple of lights, you know, that kind of stuff. The mistake was that we got on Western Boulevard and it was busy because students are back. Yes. And I could not get him to get over onto Ash Street to cut through Pullen Park over to Hillsborough Street, take the traffic, circle St. Mary's, and head back to where we live. So I wasn't going to have him do like a maneuver, like squeeze himself in. I'm like, all right, tell you what. Let's just keep going down Western Boulevard. We'll get on to what is that? Um, not Wilmington. That takes you. That turns into Capitol Boulevard. Is that McDowell? Yeah, it's McDowell. So Western Boulevard to the ramp to get to McDowell. Cut through downtown. You should
2: also know I'm terrible at street names. Yeah, I am too. I'm I like, too. make a ride at the Exxon.
0: So make a ride at the house with the. Big I'm, in, I'm in the same yeah. boat too because he's like, I don't know where I'm going. I'm like, I barely know the street names <laughs> too. I just know through um through through visuals. You know what? Where it turns into Capitol Boulevard, right there by the processing plant, the power plant, yes. and there's like this guardrail under the oh, uh, under the train track. Yeah. Even I, even you, you the, even you, you, and I will have. If you're in that right lane, man that that guardrail will come up on you quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's trafficy. I forgot about it. Mm. I had to take the wheel because he was going straight for the guardrail. I'm like, buddy, you got to turn. But but no, you got to turn. Uh, but there's other I'm like you got to turn and we're going straight for the guard rail i just instinctively just grabbed the wheel and janked it over and we made it through and i about crap my pants i about crap my pants it's not a great sign no um, but, it's, but it's you got to learn you you got yeah, to learn
2: okay Okay, sometimes you get thrown into the ocean and, and you got to swim. You do, yes. And those are life lessons. And that's what we did. However, that's what we did. <laughs>
0: However. <laughs> Later in the day, we went on 264 on the beef <laughs> No, I was going to say, no, sir. Just go in your, your
2: neighborhood. Start, nope. start small, man. Nope,
0: nope. So what is the r- one benefit of Garner? Hey, like look, I can just
2: have them drive in the neighborhood first and be like, I don't think James left the neighborhood for like...
0: Month, nah, man. I'm all about swimming. Let's in the drive ocean. to the pool. Let's drive back. Let's I, drive to the Harris Teeter. I, let's drive back. I, the reward was, hey, if you pass your learner's permit, <laughs> permit, we're gonna drive out to Beefmaster and Wilson, get you some highway driving. Okay. In. So we went with our friends Ryan and his buddy Eli, and you know Ryan's getting a a little sample because this is what's coming next for him because his kid's about to get his learner's permit and everything else. And I wasn't gonna have him do 440. So we got out to like Wendell Falls Parkway, got gas. And then got back on the highway and I'm like, all right, here's what we're going to do. And he was better on the highway. Although after about 30 minutes, you could tell like stamina, buddy. It's like my back hurts. (laughs) I'm tired. I was like, oh, so now you know what it's, you haven't done a road trip yet. You'll know. You'll know. So we got back uh, after all these things and sat down and and watched some of the Notre Dame Navy game. I had a couple of takeaways from from that game specifically Sam Hartman was doing Sam Hartman things. Anybody who's surprised that Sam Hartman was able to translate what was a very efficiently run offense at wake forest to having some dudes with him. Not that wake forest doesn't have dudes, but there's I a different say, elevation please don't pull a,
2: um, I'm not.
0: This is not about
2: Jason Garrett on
0: me right I'm not, now. I'm not doing that. I'm simply saying that the biggest difference that Sam Hartman actually is going to have at Notre Dame versus what happened at wake forest is that there's a legit defense that will be yes. able to sustain itself throughout the season. Credit to Dave Clawson, who's able to have success throughout the year with, let's be real, not having a full allotment of dudes because you can't at a school like Wake Forest. There's a little smoke and mirrors sometimes, which is why the offense is what it is, and they've had a lot of success with it. But defensively, Wake Forest ends up having some issues. Sure. That is not Notre Dame's problem. Two two disappointing parts from that broadcast. Yeah, from for the NBC. Okay, right?
2: and Jason Garrett is now their color guy, and. and you know, he went to Princeton. He's a smart dude. When uh, Audrick Esteem, who's their running back, who, who looks like a million dollars, keep in mind, right? Mm-hmm. Was running all over Navy and looking great. He, uh, Garrett goes, he never had a running back like that at Wake Forest. And I, I, I was like, I didn't want to be that Wake Forest fan who's like, these guys don't know anything. Buddy, Kenneth Walker is in the NFL. Yeah. Like, he just yeah. had an amazing rookie season. I get it. He finished his career at Michigan State, but he still went to Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. He still played with Sam Hartman. Pretty much anyone in the pros in the last five years played with Sam Hartman at Wake Forest. And then at halftime, did you catch the ECU slander
0: at no, halftime? I didn't, catch, I didn't catch the halftime. Because I know they're playing what Michigan ECU next week or this upcoming week.
2: Yeah, Michigan ECU is like one of the first Peacock games yeah. on their on their package. Yeah. They had one of they had somebody from Ohio State who was on the halftime show. First of all, NBC. I, I said this during hockey. I'll repeat it now during college football, now that you're doing these things. Mm-hmm. You have you, you have a Chiron. Okay, please <laughs> use it. <laughs> okay, because I spent the entire halftime going, I, I know this white guy played you played quarterback at USC at some point, yeah. but I can't remember which one he was. It yeah. was Matt Castle. Okay. Yeah. And then like, this other guy who's, yam- who's from Ohio State
0: is Big yammering. Ten, 10 legend Matt Castle.
2: This other guy is yammering about uh, Michigan, and you could tell he's not exactly enthralled with Michigan. Mm-hmm. But then he says, oh, they have a cupcake walk, easy cupcake walkover in the opener
0: Oh, I against that. East
2: Carolina. And I I'm like,
0: oh, no no, like, no, no. no, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. Listen, no. I expect Michigan to win the football game, but but you don't
0: think ECU is going to fight that you don't know anything about ECU. Absolutely not. Because damn well, ECU is going to fight. Absolutely not. I want to be I want to be clear about because you're right. I'm not trying to act as the Wake Forest's sisters of the poor, if you will. i sure. I'm simply pointing out no, that no, no. Different... You're, you're saying one
2: through 44 yes notre dame's got more guys they've and got there's, more there's guys no
0: there's no doubt and this is not anything now do i think notre dame's gonna win the national championship with sam hartman maybe mm, not necessarily but what's what's that was notre... a dream start though for notre dame what's notre dame been looking for the last couple of years i mean well, ultimately what have they been no, getting by on? ask yourself a question who's the last good notre dame quarterback i See, mean he's... ian book was good ian book was fine he was good but he, he wasn't Sam Hartman's on a different level, man. Correct. And it's not just the system. It's not the, the mesh. It's not that. If you watch Sam Hartman play the last five years for Wake Forest, you'll know he's got the goods. He looks comfortable out there. You and I were joking about it. He looks like an NFL quarterback playing college football, but there's a reason for there's that. There's going to be a trend
2: this year. Yeah. And you're going to see it a lot locally, too. Brendan Armstrong, mm-hmm. sixth year. You're looking at a, this is a grown ass man, this is an adult. Okay. Right. Uh, Devin Leary at Kentucky, transferred from state, sixth year player, grown ass man. Uh, there's a lot of sixth year quarterbacks out there who have used the NIL money and used their extra year of eligibility from the pandemic mm-hmm. in order to set themselves up. Right. Like mm-hmm. if you're Devin Leary and you're a seventh round pick last year, you you might not make any money. Instead, you go to Kentucky, you make forty grand a month. Pretty so good. It's pretty good mm-hmm. money. Brennan Armstrong getting two hundred thousand from NC State. I would take that. Sam Hartman, probably getting a half a million from Notre Dame. Yeah. I'd take that. I I don't see any issues with that. And I think you'll see some more of that. But I do think this year is an exception in terms of that sixth
0: year. It's a difference maker for the sixth year, yes.
2: And you're also talking about Sam Hartman, Brennan Armstrong. These are guys who are graduates. These are guys not, they're not waking up at eight o'clock on a Monday, getting a class over, no. har, over at the, uh, over at the imploded Harrelson hall. RIP
0: okay. <laughs> like, no, no one's doing that anymore. All right. RIP Harrelson, never find yourself in a stall at, at Harrelson. Wow. So you're just not going to have leg room. Here's the thing about. I, I agree with you, but I do think this is the future going forward. Yeah, it's not, but, but I do co- think there's COVID a fifth year and sixth it. year. I do think
2: there's a difference. I, I, I'm not going to disagree with yeah. that,
0: but I do think that you're going to see a lot more fifth year situations play out because of NIL and you're going to have yes. guys that truly can be difference makers Like at Notre Dame, because again, Notre Dame's been desperate to find a good quarterback for a while now. Everything else has been in place. What do we know about Notre Dame? They beat you on the line. Oh, their lines are... Their lines are incredible. Again, that's a thing that Wake Forest just unfortunately does not have. Hence the mesh. So... They've got the line. They've got the defense. They snuffed out Navy pretty damn well. We'll see about their defense. We'll see. I, I'm confident in their defense. And again, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not dumping the Gatorade after after Navy. But that's what you do after. That's what you do in week zero, bro. <laughs> like for instance, and and I guess by the way, uh, we should uh, we should go ahead and we, we have new sponsors. We do our college football conversations on Ovis and Julio, brought to you by Wings Over it's Wings Over Raleigh. There's Wings Over
2: everywhere. No, no, no. We got Raleigh, Chapel Hill, mm-hmm. Greenville. Ryan Malley over at Wings Over Raleigh. Let me tell you something. You trust our food takes at this point, right? <laughs>
1: yes. Butcher's I hope, Market. I hope
2: so. Butcher's Market, Oakwood Pizza. The wings are that good at Wings Over Raleigh. Wings Over Chapel Hill. Wings Over Greenville. Ryan was, Ryan's a UMass guy. Oh, he's, 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 be he, he's a Boston fan. And he's I'm like, be why do I like you, Ryan? You're, you're a Boston <laughs> fan. This doesn't make any sense. Went over there, got the wings. And I'm like, oh, these are really good. Because mm-hmm. I told him. If we're gonna do another food stuff, can't suck, man. That's right. I can't fake this. It has That's to be right. good. The sweet chili wings are my answer right now. You you like hotter than I do, mm-hmm. and I and, I, and the, the buffalo was was good. Okay, but the sweet chili, that was the, that was the right spot. All right. So order your wings. Get your, it's tailgate season, football season is wing season. Can't argue this. This is inarguable. Mm-hmm. All right. Check them out,
0: wingsover.com. I'll be headed there when I get back from Hershey, since I'll be doing home tailgating for the most
2: part. Well, that's the thing. You you can order these, bring them to the tailgate, order these, have them at
0: home. Go pick them up on Hillsborough Street there. That is exactly what I'm going to be doing when I get back from some travel hockey. But with, with week zero, dude, you make the overreaction. You say things like Southern Cal is the West Coast Carolina. Okay. Caleb Williams is going to have incredible Heisman moments because he's going to be required to do so for Southern Cal to be in the national championship conversation. It's more of the same with Southern Cal. I get that it's week zero. I get it's the first week. They've made some transfers to get their defense better. Where have I heard this before? Where where am I hearing this before? The difference of course, is that Caleb Williams, while he's making incredible throws also has an incredible player to throw to and utilize in Zach Branch, who had, what, like 200-plus yards, all-purpose, a 96-yard kickoff return. That's a difference that Lincoln Riley's bringing to Southern Cal that we don't quite know if that's exists at Carolina right now. Uh, I and, think and the Tez Walker situation sure. also makes that thing complicated.
2: I think Carolina's got plenty of skill players that, that are going to make them go. The thing about USC is their schedule is actually a lot easier than Carolina's. And, yeah. and not a lot of people are talking about Carolina's schedule, in part because every year... I feel like when we get in this division stuff, it's all oh, this division's easier. That division's easier. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing wasn't necessarily the division. It was, well, do you play Clemson? Who do you play out of the league? When you look at Carolina's schedule, they play South Carolina out of the league this year. Okay. That's not, that's a tough game. It's a tough game to start. The last time they saw them down in Charlotte, they got the break speed off of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Minnesota is a good team. I get it. They're playing them in Chapel Hill and I get it. They're not Ohio state and they're not Penn state, but Minnesota it's, it's, it's,
0: they've always been a South squad.
2: Don't blink it, it, Cause that's a game you could lose. And that's what I'm saying. Like they just don't play many games where you're like, well, they're definitely going to win that one. They're definitely going to win that one. And that's where I get into yeah. some questions about Carolina. I don't have any questions about Drake may. Mm-hmm. I don't have any questions about their skill players. Kobe Pesor last year, stepped up, showed some things. Amari on Hampton's a guy who started gangbusters last year. Mm-hmm. I would expect him to, to, to show a little bit more this year. The potential is definitely there. The big question with Carolina is their offensive line. You know, last two years that that's been the, the big issue and they'll get tested right away with that game down in Charlotte this week. Um, so that's a, that's a great start for them. You got state with, with Yukon on Thursday, another one of those, be careful. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I get it They're states a two touchdown favorite, but you look at that game and you're going, don't sleep on UConn now. Yeah,
0: we'll 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 get to that. There's some Hey Joe questions related to that line. Duke gets Clemson here. Forget. I mean, it. talk about jumping into the end of the pool, well, deep end of the pool. Big game Boomer has already claimed Duke over Clemson as his big. Don't be surprised if. Well, the you
2: weekend. know, Boomer is like a Clemson fan. Grew up a Clemson fan and doesn't like Clemson. Doesn't like Dabo.
0: I know, I know. Uh, he's also really good at engagement. <laughs> you is. and I can learn a thing or two. <laughs> well, Spe- absolutely. Speaking of engagement, shout out to Josh Graham. Uh, our friend, who is also the king of online engagement from time to time. And look, Josh, he's out in the triad. He spends a lot of time around Wake Forest. So I, I was with his original tweet as it related to Sam Hartman, Notre Dame quarterback, all that stuff. Can't wait for the national reaction to this game to be, whoa, this Sam Hartman guy is actually pretty good. <laughs> it, Josh is right. It's kind of like when casual basketball fans and some national media seem to only discover Nikola Jokic last year. Okay, that's a little bit much. Josh then goes, dirty little secret. Wake isn't heartbroken he's responding to. He's a traitor to Wake. Should have stayed. ND pays more, though. Josh correctly says, Wake isn't heartbroken that he's gone and fans still love him after his five years. Because if he stayed, they would have risked losing a kid to Mitch Griffiths that they would like for the next three years. In a way, it's very Russ Wilson, Mike Glennon at NC State. And that's Joe when I said no. Josh. Josh. Don't, Josh. Just, just, just no, 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 no. Is, is there is there a minor league baseball contract somewhere in here? Is there a wishy-washy, I want to do both going on? Is there a, a, a superhero origin story where Dave Clawson told Sam Hartman, give it up, son. Give it up, son. Is Sam Hartman going to go on and win a Super Bowl? Is Dave Clawson going to get ripped on broadcasts throughout the year because of the choice, right? Cutting, running the, him. The, the, running Sam Hartman out of 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 Winston-Salem will he marry a pop star although he's handsome enough that it's entirely possible absolutely it's entirely possible that'll be the case is he off to win a Super Bowl okay that might be a bit much but the point is there these are not the same I think what's going on with Sam Hartman is just like what happened with Devin Leary at NC State that the COVID year created situations where guys can go make money take advantage of it it's it's a win-win schools got you for x amount of years you can spend one last season putting some really good tape on a team that could possibly go places while the other school, while the school that you're leaving can move on to their next guy. So I think it's a win-win for everybody involved. It is not the Russell Wilson, <laughs> Mike Clinton situation.
3: Housekeeping.
0: Although, what do I know? Sam Hartman uh, might, uh, might marry a pop star when it's all said and done. All right, big thanks to State Farm for sponsoring Ovia's and Jillio, Matt Davis, check out InsureGarner.com. You can give him a call at 919-779-8277. Again, that's InsureGarner.com. Or you can go to TheOGInsurance.com.
2: TheOGInsurance.com. Saw Matt Friday night at the Garner football game. He's over there off Aversboro Road. Mm -hmm. Your home, auto, pet life, you name it. insurance is a real thing. Also does uh, financial services. We would not be in those smart positions that we are without a Matt Davis helping us
0: out. So check them out, theoginsurance.com. Also, thanks to Homefield, You can check them out online at homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code OG23 to get 15% off your order. It's not too late. I know week zero just hit, but week one's when the real show starts. Kind of like Caleb and his first day of school fit. I said, I thought you were going to wear this. He goes, can't can't hit him with the fire too early. It's an A day. I'll hit him with the B day. Mm. Well, that's kind of like week zero. Week zero was the A day. Now you got the B day coming up. Make sure you got the right fits. Go to homefieldapparel.com. They got great old school inspired shirts, super comfortable shirts. And you can use that promo code OG23 to get 15% off your first order.
1: Next topic
0: so the carolina panthers wrapped up their preseason on friday they wrap up the preseason 0 and 3 but as we know the records in the preseason don't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things it's what are you looking for did you accomplish what you were trying to set and i think they kind of did that on friday night first with quarter. bryce young in the first quarter i mean yep. that's, that was my ultimate takeaway bryce young looked like they're bringing him along and they should be prepared for week 1 i have zero concerns about bryce young specifically The concerns really are around the offensive line and the playmakers around him. Are they there yet to truly elevate Bryce Young to what he can be?
2: Yeah, we're not going to know about the playmakers until we see Miles Sanders. I'm still convinced he's going to be their hammer. I think you're going to see something closer to Christian McCaffrey out of Miles Sanders in terms of his usage. I'm convinced. Jonathan Taylor, remember, absolutely ran all over the NFL uh, two years ago. Do you Mm -hmm. know who his head coach was? Frank Reich. So that doesn't mean Miles Sanders is going to have that many carries, but I I think he is going to be the bus driver on this team. And then I think DJ Chark, you're going to see Adam Thielen, you're going to see Hayden Hurst. I don't think he has a favorite target yet. Mm -hmm. And that's going to come with some time. You're going to need to see some more of that. Uh, I do think Hurst has the potential as a tight end to be one of his best friends, but as we've learned all of those years with Phillip Rivers, your running back. Becomes one of your best friends or someone you throw to as well. So uh, a couple of things I liked from Bryce Young this week, he showed a little bit more of his wiggle. Mm -hmm. He showed a little bit more of his running ability. Mm -hmm. And this doesn't mean run the read option. This doesn't mean, you know, goal line power with Cam Newton. It was escaping the rush. It was extending plays. It was also picking up some first downs. It was also getting out and running and just, Sliding. Yes. You know, I saw that a it's, couple times. It's <laughs> funny you mentioned
0: that because uh, Frank Reich was asked about that after the game in that kind of maneuverability. We know he's capable of doing it. It was one of the things that well, we, we did not see in the first we did, two. We didn't, and we didn't really see it while he was at Alabama either. But when it needed to happen, we saw it. And that's what Frank Reich was asked about after the game in terms of that maneuverability and sliding did come up.
3: No, and, and his instincts, right? And we got to work on his sliding a little bit. You know, we got to work on his sliding a little bit. But, um, he has that in him. He has that instinct, right? He has that make you miss. Like, even when a guy has him dead to rights, you know, we've seen that in practice. Um, you know, little snippets of that. You know, you come out, a guy has him dead. He has that little stop, stop, start, hesitation move that's, that's hard to figure out. So, um, so that was good by him. What happened with Adam uh, towards the sideline on that first drive? He just got the wind knocked out of him.
0: So that was Frank Reich on uh, on on Bryce Young and his 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 maneuverability. We saw more of that. Uh, a couple other things that I actually liked. They got out of the huddle mm-hmm. sooner.
2: Now, obviously, one of the reasons that they loved Bryce Young was his intelligence. So this doesn't have to be a Sean McVay, Jared Goff. I hold your hand with, until the play clock goes down to ten and, and the radio goes out, right? Yeah. But it still it helps to get out of the huddle. It helps to have the different voices in your head. Mm-hmm in the helmet talking to you. I think that that's part of the urgency that I was talking about when it came to the Panthers and what I wanted to see. So in those two drives, those things were good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cutting down on some of those penalties that that's the sign of a well-coached team, by the way, when we talk about good coaching, you execute what you're trying to do. You find the right matchups that you're trying to set up and you don't beat yourself. You don't make mistakes with procedural penalties. Uh, the other thing I really liked, scheming wise, was when Young was under center, mm-hmm. and I think you'll see a lot of that again. Getting back to what we've seen from Frank Reich with the Colts, okay, they're not going to be reinventing the wheel here, no. and, and that's why I push back at you. Though, well, they haven't shown us everything. This is it's been vanilla. Slow down, okay. Mm-hmm. We we have five years of data as a head coach. We have other years of data as a play caller with the Eagles. I love the stuff. I love the stuff from under center. Because it gets him moving, it gets Bryce moving around the pocket. It heats him up. Yeah. As I've said to you, I don't like the catch in the gun and the stand. I don't like that. And there was two throws on that first drive that were the catch stand, and he missed the throws. And I'm like, I don't like this.
0: Yeah, I think that's a byproduct of
2: the center getting out, moving around. Hmm. It's gonna, and that's where I think Miles Sanders becomes even more of a factor for them. So those were the things that I liked. Icky still struggling a little bit. Yeah, a uh, couple of sacks there, or at least one of the sacks that I saw. A couple of plays where I'm like,
0: we gotta work on this. Still, the the, the, the Icky Aquanu part is going to be interesting because it, it it it's a it's a depends on who you ask. Real quick about the Frank Reich and not showing too much. I think there's some old school elements to Frank Reich that still exists, and that comes in the form of we're going to be vanilla. We're not going to show too much. We're just going to get through preseason. Let's not get everybody hurt, blah, 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 blah. We're taking it really, really cautious with your number one draft pick. We're not going to throw too much at him. Let's just get him comfortable. It's basically the antithesis of me saying, hey, kid, here are the keys to the car. Let's drive home and get on Capitol Boulevard out of downtown. Right. Okay. That's But you see, that's my mentality. Like, all right, man, let's go. Let's throw you into the water. Let's go. Frank Reich's old school in that way. They're not going to necessarily do that. But where I'll push back a little bit on, you know, we have years of data with Frank Reich and quarterbacks. He's never had a quarterback like this. Mm. And I don't think you draft him with the idea that you're going to make him something that he's not. Yeah, but don't forget, they don't forget
2: when he was with Philly, mm-hmm. what they thought of Carson once when they took him with the second overall pick. Yeah. Okay. So, now, Carson Wentz is a bigger dude, so yeah. I can see it. There's no physical comparison there. but There's not. I would hesitate to say that he's never had a quarterback like this, just in the sense that you're right. In, you're right in the sense that at this stage of his career and maybe even the size. Mm-hmm. But also
0: the... Plus, his, I mean, of course, we're bringing up Andrew Luck, but he never really had Andrew Luck. He had so, him for one year. He had him for one year. So it kind of gets back to, I was watching the Panthers YouTube channel and they put out another one of those camp confidentials. And I, I rolled my eyes at the title of the other side of the Jets, you know, practice sessions and joint practices because... Oh, because they, of Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks was made him look bad. Right. So in the response, the Panthers tried to put out like a feel good, like, hey, 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 it wasn't all terrible. Editing made us look really, really bad. But I thought it was very interesting at the jump that they got a clip of Hayden Hurst talking to somebody with the Jets, and here's what he had to say.
1: I've been picking up young guy. It's pretty good, man. He'll make some throws.
0: He'll make some throws. It's just like, oh, the f- like the other, like yesterday, he's in practice, full speed running, jump, set his feet, and threw a dig going that way. Yeah, on on the money. We like replayed it. We we're like, what the f-
3: was that? Throwing left, dig right. This, and he went Get the f-
0: like a shortstop. It was like the ball just comes that's out like on a
3: dot. Bro, that's sick.
0: That's and, like, he'll, he'll throw balls to me like in zones
3: where I'm like, boom, come out of my break. And it's like, boom. Like,
0: okay, kid sees it.
3: Sees it. He's going to be good, man.
0: He'll be upset. So that's Hayden Hurst off the Panthers uh, camp confidential. And that's what I'm getting at in that. Frank Reich hasn't had a guy who seems to be able to process at the rate that he's going right now. At the size that he's doing it, he said, Hayden Hurst says, like a shortstop. Where have we heard sure. that before? where we heard that before. That's one of like, I know you push back on the whole pocket Mahomes thing. And I agree with you that he's not supposed to be pocket Mahomes, but he clearly has an ability that we've seen glimpses of in the preseason that I think we're going to get a better idea of once we get into the regular season, but it's not going to be worth anything if a, the skill position players they picked up this offseason don't step up and are as, as advertised. Yeah,
2: I think Sanders is the key to all of that.
0: And then most importantly, what's the offensive line going to look like? Are we making too much out of Icky's bad moments this preseason? He's had a few bad moments. Sure, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. He's had some bad moments. It's been a story in the preseason. But Frank Reich was asked about the offensive line, and if what we saw on Friday really is what we're going to see in two weeks. Yeah,
3: I thought the protection was good. I mean, uh, you know, obviously, go back and look at the film. might have been one. Maybe one thing that got through, but, um, and I thought, again, we didn't call as many runs tonight, but that was by design. You know, I wanted Bryce to just throw it a little, you know, every game you go in and try to accomplish a little something. You know, last week against the Giants, you know, with all their blitzing, you know, I just didn't want to get into a pass fest against a, a team that was going to blitz on every down. You know, this week I knew, you know, they'd play more straight up. So it was a, an opportunity just to kind of test the pass game a little bit, test the, protection up front a little bit like that. So um, I thought they did a good job.
1: Right. You were, you had said you wanted to have the group together on the offensive line
3: that you were going to carry in the season. Does that mean Zavala is your starter at right guard? No, I'm not saying that yet. I mean, you know, obviously that's ideal. But we'll, we'll you know, we'll evaluate this tape. And, uh, you know, we got the next, you know, next few days to kind of figure that out and make that decision.
0: So that's Frank Reich, head coach of the Panthers,
2: talking about the offensive line. To put a bow on all of our preseason coverage. Because mm-hmm. we had been talking about, well, what does the preseason matter? Right. Yeah. I thought that first quarter, now the Panthers didn't win the game at, uh, a la the Ravens or whatever.
0: It's we not were. about winning the game, though. It's not.
2: It was about that first quarter yep. and showing, getting you in a rhythm, getting you warmed up, getting you heated up in a game situation so that on in week one, when you're down in Atlanta, this doesn't look foreign to you. Mm -hmm. That's what I, that's what I wanted to see. Not only in week one and in week two, then you want to take week three off fine. Right. Right. And and maybe he learns, maybe they figure it out. Maybe. Right. But that first quarter is what I wanted to see from them. It gives me more hope. I think people are now down a little bit on the Panthers because they're and three and and Bryce is not, you know what it's, he doesn't blow your, blow your socks off. Right. Mm -hmm. That's not who he is. That doesn't mean he can't have moments. I, I, I like what they did in that first quarter. I think that's going to be helpful for them. I like their chances in week one down in Atlanta,
0: too. Well, you said, the, what's this preseason been about? I'll, I've tried to put my finger on what exactly it is about this NFL lead-up that's not clicking with me. And I think the other story from the weekend finally crystallized what's been off about this this preseason. And it's not just tired storylines like, is Dak Prescott the guy? Which we'll get to in a second because there is a Dallas Cowboys related story that I'll tie back to Bryce Young. I honestly think that the DeMar Hamlin cardiac arrest scared the NFL so much that they almost had a guy die on the field that we're actually seeing a change in how they operate this preseason and it's led to a little uncertainty. And we saw it again with the Dolphins and the Jaguars this weekend. Where was it? Uh, Daywood Davis, wide receiver, um, had a neck injury, and they took him out on a stretcher. And both uh, Doug Peterson, the head coach of the Jaguars, and Mike McDaniel, the head coach of the of the, the Dolphins, said, "Forget it. Yeah, we're we're done here." Same thing happened with the Patriots a couple of weeks ago, where they just said, "All right, we're done. We're not going to play this game anymore." You've seen some of these joint practices; they've ejected early from these joint practices because they don't like the uh, the tenor of the practices. They've been too physical. There's been fights. We're putting guys in bad situations. So you've seen some joint practices that have just been straight up called off. We mentioned the Jets and the and the Panthers earlier. They were scheduled to have more joint practices, but they're like, we don't like this. I feel like I don't know. It, it, and maybe it's 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 the moment. It's in the middle of the moment, but I do feel like we've seen a, a lot well, cumulative too. It is
2: I it's I, not just Hamlin. It's Tonga Vailoa yes. last year as well. And I think I, I've been trying to tell you that we, we keep acting like football is going to rule the world forever. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there was somebody on a radio show back in 1934 that was like boxing is going to be king forever. ever. It'll rule. Look at all these people who showed up at Yankee stadium to yeah. see, you know, whoever the big fighter was of the moment, right? Joe Lewis. It's the world changes, man. <laughs> Things evolve and you can't sit here and think something's going to run hot forever. That doesn't mean football is going to turn into boxing. Right. But DeMar Hamlin actually did die. He was revived. Mm -hmm. His life was saved. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, think about how different our conversations are about the NFL. And I I think it Mike McDaniel's reaction to to this latest injury. This is Mike McDaniel. This is not Mike Ditka. This is not some, you know, rub some dirt on it
0: kind of guy. He's (laughs) a younger guy. We've seen some things. He's seen it with his quarterback with the concussions. Here's what he had to say.
1: He's a, you know, he, he's a
2: hit pause real quick uh, for those not on YouTube right now. If you're listening just to the podcast, he, this Mike McDaniel's struggling, he's emotional mm -hmm. right now. He's trying to, you know, he's, he's obviously working through his emotions and he's trying, this is a guy who's Mr. Polish, Mm -hmm. right? This is a Mr. Frazzled. Swag, Mr. Swag. Frazzle. He, he is clearly in his fields over a player at which he's about to explain mm-hmm. has made an impact quickly as a personality with the group. And he's sitting here processing all of this in real time in his press conference. Um,
1: he's a, a great. <clears throat> he's, he's a great spirit. First and foremost, you know, he had a um, rookie show, or not, uh, not a rookie show, a, um, in one of the offensive meetings uh, early on in camp. Um, he did, a, you know, a, a rookie event, and you could see the rest of the, and he, he kind of sang a little song and, he, and then told a story. And you could see the rest of the offense from that point on, Um, really, uh, you know, he's, he's magnetic. He's got a cool personality to him and, um, and guys really saw that from then on the receivers already knew it, but from then on, he, um, was a guy that, you know, his teammates really root for that tells you everything about, um, a human being because you can't in a locker room of, of individuals that spend so much time together. There's, uh. There's no hiding your, 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 the good things and the bad things. You're um, really who you are is really put out there. And um, he's a popular guy amongst our team because of how he works. He uh, and he, you know, it's been, um, I had such a pleasure um, in his development process and was excited for um, a couple opportunities he was going to get. Um, but more than anything, um, you know, we're just, uh, hoping for a full recovery and have had some good news and hope to have some, um, so that's my, he's, uh, he's, and he's out of the, he's out of the hospital. Um, but still you could tell,
0: you know, just if you if you're just listening to McDaniel talk where you watch that clip, uh, from the Dolphins press conference, he's completely shook. Yeah, and if you didn't
2: if you didn't see the play, it was another one of those Hamlin type plays where it was a football play, mm-hmm. wasn't a cheap hit. You know, he kind of got caught between two guys, one of those ricochet deals. But when you see a body go limp like that on the ground, it, it, it is hard to process, especially when you're someone like Mike McDaniel, who's who's kind of already lived through it with yeah. with his quarterback, and to realize again about the future of this game, like some people can sit here and tell you all. Oh, television rights in college football in the NFL, they're going to go up forever and ever and ever. And this is going to be the greatest thing ever, forever and ever and ever. And I I will just sit here and tell you, that's not how the world works.
0: No, it's not. It's not. One other NFL note before we catch up on the latest in ACC expansion, will it or will it not happen? We got an update from Pete Thamel this morning. The the San Francisco 49ers finally said, all right, this Trey Lance thing is just not going to work out. You got beat out by Sam Darnold, of all people. Panthers legend uh, to be the backup quarterback to Brock Purdy, who was the juxtaposition of the guy they moved up to take with three first round picks to take number, you know, to move up to take Trey Lance, the 49ers uh, are actually comfortable with the guy who was literally taken last in the draft. Uh, But it shows you a couple of things. I think the first one being that if your team is set up, right, you can still withstand and absorb some misses at the most important position, which is, quarterback. Of course, it takes a little luck. in that you need somebody like a Brock Purdy to step up. You also need the right coach. And the right coach matters, too. I was just about to say, you also need a right coach like Kyle Shanahan who can withstand all these types of things. I feel like the the, the 49ers being in the position that they're in as Super Bowl contenders. I was going to say, they're my pick to win the Super Bowl this year. I, I believe it gives them a bit of a pass on whiffing on the quarterback of Trey Lance. They still have to answer for the fact that you believed in this guy so much that you moved up to take him when you did. You Who overthought by one game. You overthought the situation. He hasn't played football in a long time, and now it's done. Which this gets back to me giving them credit. They're not trying to make it work, right? They learned their lesson last year, where they like, they 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 well, they the turned it over to him. Yeah, this is your team. We've talked about it with Jimmy. They tried to trade Jimmy. Jimmy didn't have a market. Well, how'd that work out? He gets hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo eventually gets hurt, too, and that's how we end up with Brock Purdy, who stepped up. So he gets traded to the Dallas Cowboys for a fourth-round pick, and people want to be ripping the 49ers. I actually commend the 49ers for not trying to make it a thing. Not like, we are adamant about making this pick work. No, it's not. It just didn't work out, and we're moving on now, which, of course, he goes to the Cowboys, and Stephen A. Smith is going, oh, what do the Cowboys need Trey Lance for? They've got Dak Prescott. Ha, 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 which gets to the other tiresome storyline of this offseason. And that is the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones talking about it so close. I can feel it. And Dak Prescott's our guy. No, he's not. You're also not going to win a Super Bowl. You haven't won a playoff game. And God knows how long. I forgot what the stat is. It's been since 1995. Blah, 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 blah. Why does, why do we continue to do this? It's like the scene from Anchorman. We're coming to the same party every year. And in no way is that depressing. We do that with the Cowboys every single year. It doesn't matter what year it is. We got the Jerry Jones. No, 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 no. You're in the wrong cycle right now. What cycle am That's not the cowboy fan cycle, sir. Okay. You got Uh-oh, to be I excited. Gotta pull. I gotta pull it up. I gotta pull <laughs> yeah, it up. The cycle of Dallas Cowboys. It's, we're
2: it's not like, there, we're in the optimism phase right look, now. It, I, guess it, it, I guess
0: in a way, I should commend people like Stephen A. Smith. This is why Stephen A. Smith gets paid millions of dollars that he can still sound like he's really into yet another preseason yes. of Dallas Cowboys iteration. Yeah, it's, it's, Good it's not for time man. yet. We're not at that Good point for of the him. cycle. Like, I, you know, Tony Pollard's the answer. Come <laughs> on, man. All right, big thanks to Hometown Realty for sponsoring Ovia's and Gilio. Check them out, myhtr.com. That's the website. Uh, navigating the home market right now is kind of weird. Interest rates are weird. Uh, it's super, super competitive right now. You need somebody to help you navigate that, and that's what Hometown Realty can do. You know how smart Barry Woodard is? How smart is
2: he, Joe? He's a, he's a Clayton guy, mm-hmm. okay? But I'm at the Garner home football game on Friday, and I got bottles of water with... Yeah, The MyHTR logo and URL on there. And I'm like, you know, this is a smart man. This is why we get into business with smart people. (laughs) Check them out. MyHTR.com. That's cool. More than 250 agents, six locations. Yes. Clayton, Garner, Raleigh, Atlantic Beach. You name it. Trying to buy your house, trying to sell a house, trying to rent something. Here you go. It's hard right now. Mm -hmm. Super hard right now. Make it easy on yourself. Go to
0: MyHTR.com. Speaking of high schools, shout out to Enloe. They won a football game. They beat Cary on Friday. Did they? Yeah, they were at Carey. They beat Carey. So You so, got a new coach? Uh, Garner's
2: got a new coach. I, I, I feel like, like what I he's doing. I think
0: the coach's name is Ryan Clark. I honestly do not know. I just know that Enloe hasn't won a football game in a while. They've like only won like two football games since 2019. Right. Didn't win a game last year, even though they were knocking on the door. They beat Cary. So look out, Broughton. Look out, Gibbons, on the schedule this year. Uh-oh. In fact... Uh, well, we should do a show from Gibbons. Well, I, I was... No, no, no. I was talking to... Oh, you want to do one from Enlo? Gibbons is actually playing at, at Enlo. Enlo. Okay. And Broughton's playing at Enlow. Can you throw out the first pitch or something? No, actually, I talked to the head <laughs> of the Booster Club. Okay. And they want us to do a show out there. Let's do it at homecoming. Want to do a show out there? Absolutely. Make it happen. Uh, We have to make sure Whitaker and Hamer can knock out the contract for us to do a live show from the high
2: school, though. Make sure we don't get sued.
0: WH dot lawyer is the website. Check out Whitaker and Hamer. They got offices all over North Carolina. They got all the G's covered, and I'm sure they can have a uh, some sort of release for the school that, you know, anything we say or do cannot be. Uh, we cannot come back to us. Retweets do not equal endorsements. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Again, check them out. WH.lawyer. So as we've been doing this show, Pete Thamel uh, got on the, the Twitter machine and updated us on the ACC expansion story that will not die. Joe, are you okay over there? You got a sneeze? <gasps> oh boy. It's not even allergy season yet. You good. Better now. Back at it. So Pete Thamel says after a weekend of conversations, there's continued momentum toward the ACC adding Stanford, Cal, and SMU. ACC officials are working on gathering the president's chancellors on a call, which is expected to take place at some point earlier this week. Thamel continues, sources caution that nothing is finalized and the details are only in pencil as of now. Expect a decision either way this week. Officials are still working specifically on how to divide the pool of money that would be split up amongst the ACC members after the three schools join. That amount is expected to be between 50 and $60 million annually. Some of that will be distributed to all members and the rest would be put into a pool for success initiatives. So long story short, not a lot has changed in terms of the dynamics for the ACC and the expansion of Cal, Stanford, and SMU. That those three schools are willing to take less money that, or in the case of SMU, no money and put that in a pool and see how it gets distributed. We know that Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina, and NC State voted no the first go-round. So I'd like to know which one of the four, or multiples, have now decided after doing back-of-the-napkin math, pencil math with these financial initiatives, that's going to get them to flip.
2: One of my sources says it's Clemson. Okay. And in the sense that, and it does make some sense that it would be Clemson because if you're talking about adding incentive based rewards Mm -hmm. well which football program is most likely to cash in on those football based rewards Uh,
0: Clemson. Clemson. The team that's running hot right now. The one that's won seven of the last eight league titles. That's why I've always found it funny that Florida State is pushing and pushing and pushing like, we need more money. Yes, it's all based on success. Here's our calculations. Mike, last time I checked, guys, you really haven't been running hot right now. So you want Wake Forest to get 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 the the money?
2: They should just put Navy in the league because remember, Navy played Notre Dame in national TV and I'm sure all of those viewers were were tuning in for Navy. Totally Totally what it
0: is. I mean, I can see it from Clemson's I'm point so of view. I'm so tired of all of this, by the no, way. I'm, like I'm Here we are uh, my- on
2: whatever day it is, and it's like, it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Stanford and Cal add nothing. Yeah. SMU adds less than nothing. This is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I mean, do what you're going to do for the sake of money. Just come out and say it then. And And I don't know why they all hesitate. And please don't give me how great of an academic institutions
0: they all are. But Please, that's the line. Spare me. That's the just line. Spare they keep, me. That's the line they keep using. That spare we can't me. we can't leave Stanford and Cal yeah, behind. Yeah. This is a emba- great academic institution. This is embarrassing
2: for the ACC. It's embarrassing for SMU to be like, "I'll just come for free." Yeah. Like and then Stanford and Cal, you, you cool. Cool. Cal, you're the worst run football program in all of Power 5. Great. You don't deserve a life raft. Stanford have a little bit of pride and do what Notre Dame is doing. Yeah. Be independent in football. You want to join join the West Coast Conference and don't kill your your athletic programs. Like why why do you think playing in the ACC is going to help your volleyball team? You already have the best athletic program in all of college sports. Like you don't need to come and play Pitt. You don't need to come and play Wake Forest. Get just there's this a- doesn't make any. Other other than adding a few dollars to the pot. Mm-hmm. And you might say, well, $50 million, that seems like a lot. It's not. It's not. Okay. You're not, talking about not, 15, not how you break it out. You're
0: talking about 15 mouths to feed. And I said 15 because Notre Dame does get some of they it. They get a percentage of it. When we did the math last week, you're looking at about if they were to distribute the money even, Which they won't. Which they won't. But let's say they were going to do that. Just to show you how little the money is distributed over those 15 schools. You were looking at around $2, 2500000 million additional to all those schools based on the money that's going to be available off the percentage share that Stanford and Cal are going to take. All right. So you go incentive base. All right. So let's say you pull the money in 10 for the, for the sake of the conversation, $10 million goes to the winner of the AC. And I bet you that's what they told Clemson to get them to flip. Okay. Yeah. What do you, and then we're going to start doing the, well, what did you do with that money? Also, well, that whole model's going to change too. That's and that's what I keep I'm, getting back to. I was
2: laughing my ass off at Vanderbilt with these great facility upgrades. I'm like, hey guys, maybe you didn't get the memo.
0: Things are changing. <laughs> All right, you know you don't, your facilities don't matter anymore. TV your NIL money, does. TV money's changing. All these things are changing. So I'm really at a loss as to why you think this is going to buy time. Now the argument that I've gotten from email and through social media is that, well, this is about, you know, kind of setting yourself up for whatever it is that happens next. Sure. Well, if that's the case, that's you even... You don't
2: have to do that because you have a grant of rights and a deal with ESPN that goes through 36. You do,
0: you do, you do. But let's say 2030 is when the next, like as I've been pinpointing, 2030 is the next round of conference realignment, the big one, if you will, yeah. where we could see the college football playing schools, the elite level schools break off and do their own thing. Because I think you and I are both in agreement that that's where this is headed. Yeah, that we're getting a super league and that people will go back to a much more regional based scheduling for their other sports as it should be. I know you've been on that for a long time. I think we're finally seeing that light at the end of this ridiculous tunnel that we're in. But if it's about setting yourself up for the future so that when you deal with contraction, you've got schools that are more like-minded with you, this goes from embarrassing There's for not- Stanford and Cal. No, but hold, hear me out here. Yeah, this goes from embarrassing Stanford and Cal and SMU for lowering themselves to do this to join a conference, and back to being embarrassing for the ACC. You got to think three steps ahead. For as much shit as John Swafford got as commissioner of the ACC, Swafford knew where things were going. You might not have agreed with his overall execution and who he added, but he knew where things were going. So. He positioned the ACC in a, in a spot that could survive and being third place was okay. That was ultimately the goal and also chasing the things that were valuable at the time, TV homes and everything else. But ultimately it was, we are not going to be eaten. We are going to do the eating. And this is where the presidents, because I don't put this on Jim Phillips. No, I put, cause he, he literally just got there. This is on presidents who have had TV backgrounds coming in and helping make decisions and I think they've been too focused. Syracuse. (laughs) Hi Syracuse. I think they've been too focused in trying to take control away from old school ACC rather than looking at the big picture excuse me as I hit my microphone here looking at the big picture which is we need to put ourselves in a position to survive the next round of upheaval and disruption. I'm just glad I'm not there to punch
2: somebody in the face who says well we're going to go to SMU that's going to put us in the Dallas market. Did Did you learn nothing? Did you learn nothing? We're going, to, we're going to be in California because we're going to get into the into the San Francisco market. It's brutal, Did, man. did you learn nothing? It's absolutely obviously you brutal. learn nothing, and all you care about is money. By the way, for the record, if you're going to add random teams for the sake of
0: adding random teams, mm-hmm. add ECU and App State at this point. Yes. Okay? At this point, yes, but those are not fine institutions, Joe. They're Mm. not fine academic institutions. Mm. We can't, like Jack Swarbrick was selling Dan Patrick last week. We can't can't leave Stanford behind. You
2: keep saying contraction. If Stanford and Cal don't die, no one's dying.
0: Yeah, it's a fair point. That's a fair point. (laughs) Big thanks to Breeze Through for sponsoring Ovia's and Julia. We're a couple of weeks away. Speaking of doing on location shows, we're going to be doing an on location show from the Breeze Through, across from PNC Arena, Carter Finley Stadium, in the Beer Cave. Joe, yeah, I'm hyped played, for
2: this, I played golf with Adam on Friday. Yeah, he was pumped about what we have going on for our show September at the Breeze Through on Edwards Mill Road. He also then went back to his place yesterday and shot a seventy two. I am like, <laughs> what is happening here? I am jealous. My God. Oh so jealous. slightly jealous are you kidding <laughs> Jeez. Man. so no breeze through and plus the tumbler i said to him i go hey as the supply caught up to the demand yet he's like man we are so close to being out of those things.
0: again and awesome. i
2: gave him his he was so pumped awesome. he, that's what he said he said i shot a 72 he goes it had to have been the tumbler it had to I be. said, yeah
0: man it had to be it had to be also thanks to butcher's market for sponsoring ovias and jillio We keep mentioning tailgating. They got all your tailgating needs. You want to win the tailgate? You need the fine meats. You need the seasonings. You need the marinades. You need the right charcoal, too. So go to Butcher's Market. They had all that stuff on top of beer, wine, everything else. Sandwiches, man. Also, in Wake Forest, I didn't know this.
2: Now that we know the Groove Wagon is there, too. Yeah. That was a great moment in OG Synergy when
0: Riley was like, hey, get to the Butcher's Market and get the Groove Wagon. Love it. Absolutely love it. So again, big thanks to Butcher's Market. Head on out before you head out to your tailgate or if you're going to do the home tailgate, because that's what my football season is going to look like. A lot of just hanging out at the house uh, and watching games on multiple TVs, maybe even hanging out in the backyard if my Wi-Fi gets far enough. Just saying. Back to the Panthers and back to talking with Mike K. covers the Carolina Panthers for the Charlotte Observer. He joins us on the Easter Automotive Group hotline. You made it through another preseason, Mike. You're rewarded with covering the 53-man roster cutdown.
4: Yeah, all, all I got was this this turtleneck, or it's not this turtleneck, this V-neck. Oh man, it's been a long summer. Uh, I can't even. I, their time doesn't even make sense anymore.
0: But thank you for having me. So, all right, let's start with the most overblown, in your opinion, the most overblown storyline of this Panthers preseason.
4: Wow, there's so many. Um, Iki Kwanu has had some very, very rough moments. Overall, I wouldn't say I'm concerned. Uh, He kind of looks like what he did last year, only... They were able to mask a lot of the pass protection issues because they ran the ball so frequently. Any offensive lineman will tell you when, you when you run the ball consistently, they're able to find a rhythm. When you're getting two or three series and most of it's pass sets, it's very hard to find that rhythm. Um, I think for him, the next step in his development is, is improving as a pass protector from a technique standpoint. It's like he's using his natural ability to block, and sometimes that can cause problems. I remember when he was a prospect and I was in Philly, I viewed him as a guy who had Jason Peters-like traits. Now, that's not what I would say he is, but I think that's his upside if he really puts it all together. He's an incredible run blocker. They just need to kind of put everything together.
2: Mike Kay, Charlotte Observer, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline all right, preseason's over. I I, I like that first quarter uh, in the Detroit game, Mike. That's kind of what I was looking for. What were some things that stood out from you from that first quarter?
4: Well, they passed the ball down the field, which is something that it almost felt like Bryce Young throughout training camp and throughout the preseason. The first two games was coached to take the underneath route because they didn't want to expose his playmaking ability. And it, it kind of seemed to work in a negative fashion. They they allowed him to kind of do what he does in this past game there were there were crossing routes there were post routes there were go routes like they allowed him to throw the ball beyond 15 yards and i think that's where he can be very successful he has a very subtly impressive arm and he's able to kind of maneuver around the pocket we saw on two separate runs back to back that he has that one cut ability that a lot of running backs wish they had and i think his understanding of the pocket, his underst- ability to see downfield, even at his size, we've talked about the last time I was on here. For a five foot 10 guy, his ability to see the field is incredible. Mm-hmm. And his ability to process is very, very good. So um, I-, I think what they just allowed Bryce to do is be Bryce. I think when you're sometimes trying to hide the specialness, that in turn can really downgrade the play of a player who can be special.
0: Mike K. joining us, Charlotte Observer covers the Panthers. Check out the podcast Processing Blue. Everybody has a podcast these days, man. It's 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 wild. Uh, I found that out. You know, there's 4.1 million registered podcasts right now.
4: I didn't know that, but now I do. And my life is better for it.
0: Yeah. A little fun fact for you. Speaking of, uh, speaking of processing, I guess that's the thing that everybody has talked about with Bryce Young. They love the way he processes the game. We played a clip from Hayden Hurst that came out of uh, the Panthers camp confidential where he was just kind of like in awe talking to a Jets defenseman about all the things that he can do. And I, I am curious, and Joe and I have gotten into this debate a couple times this preseason about Frank Reich being an old school guy and the idea of not showing too much versus, well, this is who Frank Reich is. And that specialness might not be on display just yet. How do you kind of view what we've seen so far in kind of showing what Bryce Young is capable of because of not wanting to put too much on tape versus this is just how Frank Reich is.
4: Well, I think he's kind of like an old school baseball manager, right? Where that one through four hitter is not really going to change. He he's a guy who believes in righty versus lefty. He he's a guy who follows the basics of the game. He's a quarterback from the eighties, right? Like so. Um, I think you're seeing a little bit of that. I think you bring in Thomas Brown to kind of infuse that new school, so to speak, vibe. And mm. I think you saw that later in preseason games when he was calling plays. And so I think it's about marrying those two things. But yeah, I agree with you. I think there's some gamesmanship within the Doug Peterson, Frank Reich, Nick Sirianni tree that is... I don't want to say confusing because i feel like we've moved beyond that as a as a league uh in general and as an audience right and so it's kind of like you're doing gamesmanship for the sake of gamesmanship and and i agree with you guys like i think that the it's almost like tempering expectations because you're not showing anything but you're literally not showing anything and i think that that's kind of bit them the first two games it's almost like they came to the realization like, hey, this is not productive for anyone if we are doing this. And then the third game, they kind of let loose.
2: It occurred to me, Mike, watching some of the mixtape highlights of Anthony Richardson on, on the social <laughs> medias <laughs> and, and seeing his name kind of pop up on some fantasy league draft boards. It occurred to me from a conversation that we had during the coaching search where you said, Shane Steichen, uh, Eagles, you know, assistant, he, he's, he's going to be a guy that the Panthers talk to. So it occurred to me watching the game, actually, the, 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 Detroit, the Detroit game, which I watched Saturday morning on the DVR. I was like, you know what? The, the Panthers had a fork in the road. They could have went young mm-hmm. in Steichen. They could have went risky in AR, but they didn't. They went safe. They took the 62-year-old coach. They took the quarterback who probably fits more of the mold from the 80s as well. And I think both could be successful. But I think it's fascinating, Mike, to, just to, to track which way the Colts go with that young and risky and which way the Panthers go with the, the kind of safe. Do you see it that same way?
4: Yeah, I do. Uh, and I think what's interesting about that, I brought up the Doug Peterson, Frank Wright, yeah. Nick Sirianni tree. Shane Steichen's somewhat a part of that. He he coached under Frank when Frank was in OC uh, with the Chargers. Obviously then Frank's number one mentee, Nick Sirianni, gets the Eagles job. He immediately hires Shane Steichen. So there's a lot of, like cross pollination in, in, in this scenario too. Um, And I would say just thinking about it as you bring it up, Matt rule, right? Matt rule. Like typically when you fire a coach or something doesn't work out, especially as a new owner, you immediately go to the opposite. And so I think Frank was the safe choice. I agree. I don't even know if he was the, I mean, look, some people would call him the boring choice but I think what they needed was a sure thing. They needed to start putting together wins. I also think it's kind of misguided to be like, yeah, Frank Reich's going to lead to immediate wins. He never won a division title when he was in the AFC South, which is was con- largely considered the worst division in football the right, entire right. time he was there. So I, I think Frank kind of got the rough end of the deal when he had a GM who, and Chris Ballard, who a lot of people think, is way too hesitant with roster moves and some would say scared. Um, I think Frank's got a better opportunity here because of how collaborative Scott Fitterer is. Mm -hmm. And I think the collaboration of everybody really is what sold them on Frank. I think Shane's a guy who is kind of feeling out the process. He's in his mid to late thirties. He's not a guy who, is particularly experienced when it comes to leading a group, even as the offensive coordinator in Philly. He was only the offensive coordinator for like a year and a half. Uh, When Nick Sirianni took over, he was the play caller. And then Shane took over and they started doing really well. Um, And so I think that limited sample size when compared to Frank Reich's NFL odyssey is not as appealing, maybe on paper, to a newish owner who had to deal with somebody who was an amateur when it came to the NFL.
0: Mike K Charlotte observer covers the Carolina Panthers. You you mentioned Scott Fitterer and and we'll close on this. Uh, I think it was, uh, I'm I'm trying to remember the reporter who asked uh, about uh, maybe it was Sheena who asked about the laser eyes making an appearance as we, uh, as we get ready for the start of the season with this 53 man cut. I think you've speculated about this as well. Potential to make a move, maybe add somebody on the offensive line. Maybe they just wait for guys to get cut. They pick some people up on waivers. How do you how do you expect what do you expect the Panthers to do to add on this roster based on what we've seen so far?
4: They'll be very busy towards the bottom of the roster. There is no question about it. I think you could see three to four waiver claims. They are ninth in the pecking order, so they have eight teams in front of them. So mm-hmm. they're not gonna get every guy they want. Most like you know, while they think they're gonna get a really nice first bite at the apple, as Dan Morgan said, I mean, there are eight teams that have needs as well. Um, and remember the bears who seemingly are running a franchise. That's just like playing Madden uh, <laughs> might have the opportunity to, to gain a couple of guys. Um, so what I would say is, look, they're going to call around. I mean, they have to, Yeah, uh, they do. I, I, what Dan Morgan said is completely accurate to what I've heard. They want to keep their draft picks. I mean, they did just trade a hall for Bryce Young, so I do select Bryce Young, I should say. And so I think you'll see some player for player interest. Um, I'm really intrigued to see what happens to the Matt rule draft picks uh, that Scott Fitter had a part in, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I've left Brennan Smith and shy Smith off my 53, pretty much all summer. Um, you know, we saw what happened with Brady on Roy. We've, you know, speculated about Matt Corral. Um, there's a lot of movement that could happen in at the back end of the depth chart. And frankly, I'm really, uh, you know, I put this out today about a rules scenario about vested veterans. Remember, you can cut a vested veteran, bring him back in week two and not guarantee his contract. So guys like Eric Rowe and Justin McRae and Cam Irving, those guys are susceptible to potentially being cut and then being brought back. And so I think... They could go very young on the offensive line depth, whether that's keeping guys on the 53 who are undrafted rookies or or practice squad holdovers or claiming guys off of waivers who are in their first or second year. I think this team knows what it is, um, which is a two-year rebuild, and I think the preseason kind of alluded to that. They are very Mm -hmm. top-heavy. They don't have a ton of depth, and they really need to upgrade certain spots, specifically wide receiver and cornerback. And the offensive line, I think defensive line, if they were to make a trade, would be one of the target positions for them.
0: Uh,
2: Jillia was making a face when you brought up Matt Corral. I forgot you're a, they changed the rules, though, the roster rules on that third quarterback, haven't they?
4: Yeah. So essentially what what happens is on the game day roster, you obviously get your normal 46 players. Um, but. You can dress a 47th who's a, the third quarterback, but he has to be on your 53-man roster. He cannot be a call-up from the practice squad. So basically you're weighing the fact that you drafted this kid in the third round last year. He wasn't a complete abject disaster in the preseason. And, oh, by the way, you've spent the entire summer trying to develop him in your system. Plus, if all heck breaks loose, I know we were on a podcast, but I just wanted to make sure we were all
0: You're No, there. you're good. Yeah. You're good.
4: Um, <laughs> Then you have Matt Corral who's who has the, you know, institutional knowledge of the summer to understand what goes on in the offense. I mean, you know, we do know that Andy Dalton's coming off a back injury. We do know that Bryce Young is five foot ten, two hundred and four pounds uh so i mean i don't think it would hurt you also is it worth keeping like is it worth dropping him for like a sixth cornerback or uh <laughs> yeah
2: you know <laughs> that's walkers available again i mean anything's come on is this you're talking did, will greer and it didn't work jimmy clausen territory here. Look, it, just, it didn't it's, work it's over it didn't work man it's a wrap
4: look i you know i tweeted this earlier sam ellinger who they drafted in indy yeah uh, who got to start? Who I don't think is better than Matt Corral, but maybe you say to yourself, "Hey, I want my guy." You know, I mean, yeah, I,
2: you think, you, I think you hit the nail on the head there with with the rule guys.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, makes sense. Mike K, hey man, we appreciate it as always. Go check out Processing Blue, the Panthers podcast over at the Charlotte Observer. We'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Big thanks to Mike K. for hanging out with us here on Ovia's Angelio. Also, big thanks to Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. Check them out online at bugsbite.com. It's still hot. I don't know if you noticed this weekend was gross. It's still prime mosquito time. So if you want to still hang out and make sure that your uh, fall extravaganzas this Saturday and beyond with college football and NFL football are mosquito-free, it's still not too late to contact Mosquito Authority. For those watching on YouTube, these new graphics are fire. I love them. Yeah, rather than spending time with my family, I worked on. There graphics. There you go. And Hayes is an OG,
2: OG, the OG. Uh, so yeah, check them out. Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority, bugs inside the house, but you got mice up in the attic. Mm-hmm. I got, I got moisture issues under my house. All of these things, Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority, help me with. I'm telling you that 360 barrier, moisture barrier, is a game changer for your house. It's key. Give them a check. Check them out bugsbite.com
0: also thanks to oak city sports cards buy sell trade downtown raleigh weston can make sure that the cards that you have you, you think you have some value maybe you don't there's only one way to find out is this something that's going to make your 53 card uh, cut you don't know so i went in
2: this week last yeah. week i went in last week i got a pack a score because it has the rookies in there sure and i got bryce young so i was happy just a common mm-hmm. you know but those are the ones you go, you get, you set them aside, and who knows in 10 years what they're going to look like. Mm. Plus, you can also get them graded now, which you're probably going to get a decent grade on. So, getting your cards graded is really important. I can't stress this enough. Go check out West in downtown Raleigh off of Glenwood Avenue. It's Oak City Sports Cards. You can catch them online at OakCityCards.com. All
0: right, let's get out of here with some Hey Joe questions. Check out Oakwood Pizza Box in downtown Raleigh. Check them out Wednesday through Sunday. Sunday, and order online. OakwoodPizzaBox.com. Get the special, get it on a square. Are we best you, pizza not
2: only in Raleigh but the best pizza in North Carolina?
0: Are we going to be ordering a bunch of those in a couple of weeks? We
2: are. We have OG Pizza Night coming up 9:18. There's a certain football game being played hmm. on a Monday. Hmm. Cannot advertise who's
0: playing, but it is on a Monday
1: It's on a, a Monday. Monday.
0: There we are. All right. From Tony, what do you predict will uh, be the play that, <laughs> wait, what do you predict will be the play that will live rent free in Gilio's head till next ACC kickoff? From Tony, uh, from Troy. <sighs> we don't know yet. We don't know what game it's going to be. What will I be frustrated by, though? Yeah. yeah like a, so the, a call the, that
2: shouldn't have happened. So the, there's a big discussion right now in the Garner Gambling Group. Mm hmm that NC state plays both of the Virginia teams this year. All right. And I think both of the Virginia teams are going to suck out loud <laughs> this year. Like I think there, there's a chance Virginia doesn't win a football game and Virginia tech. Now I could be wrong, but I was looking at their transfers. They're from Norfolk state, North Carolina, a and T and old dominion. And I'm sitting there thinking, this might work in basketball. I'm not sure that's going to work in football. Uh, so Virginia Tech, in my opinion, has a loft, mm-hmm. uh, a lack of talent mm-hmm. problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the big debate in, in the G4 is, well, state's, state's going to lose one of them. Yeah, I of promise course. you. And I'm like, if, if state loses to either Virginia or Virginia Tech, something went horribly wrong.
0: It's they're, NC State we're
2: talking about, both, so that's in play. They're both on the road, yeah. so there is that. Yeah. Um, I do think they will absolutely just beat the donkey-doo out of Virginia in September. The, the Blacksburg trip is probably... It's also a Friday night game. Could be a little more taxing, if you will, but still. All right. That So if something were to happen in Blacksburg, I predict that would be the one. Because uh, right now, I'm predicting Duke to be the WTF loss for NC state this year. Cause Duke's going to start slow and people are going to be down on Duke.
0: Yeah. but We know better than that. We and, talked they about have really good, and they're going to have really good talent. Yeah. We've talked and, about it all season where, where Duke could have a worse record, but yeah. still have a better season. But State's going to go
2: over there with a good record. Duke's going to have a bad record and Duke's going to beat them. And people are going to
0: be like, what just what? happened? And in the, in the words of Bomani Jones, uh, listen to me now, believe me later yep. that Duke game will not, it should not surprise. Given no, what we know about this. No, especially squad. since Boston College is not on the schedule. Speaking of uh, speaking of the Wolf Pack from uh, from Matt, what's your thoughts on the point spread for Thursday's game?
2: It feels too high. It just what's, feels too high. What's the
0: spread right now?
2: Last i let's let's stop guessing and just look. at And just go look at it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's see that. It's
0: like fifteen fifteen and a half.
2: It was more than two scores, which seems a little high. I, I just the thing about college football is as I learned in week zero, you don't know who's squirreling our way on somebody's roster. Mm-hmm. Did you see the, the big 10 is going to mandate that two hours before the game that they basically give out. I was in it. What is it equivalent to a um an injury, an injury report? report? I was waiting for you to bring that up
0: because you got to be happy about that. Like, I'm Hey, AC, Hey, ACC pay attention. The AC, should be doing and I too. did,
2: I CC the ACC on the tweet. It's 15 yeah. state is favored by 15. I, I don't like state to cover that number. Uh, the total is 47. One thing we've learned from this week, that running clock could potentially affect how um, the totals go. So I, I'm more inclined to take like a, something like a UConn's team total under in this game because I do think NC State's defense is still going to be very good. Uh, but 15, just it just feels like it's too much.
0: From Maxwell, uh, what frequency will I need to get Lieutenant Uhura to tune into to get the state UConn game transmission? That's a CBS Sports Network game on Thursday night. It is. So shout out to Chip Patterson and the crew, the cover three crew, because that's their game. Uh, shout out to Chip, who is holding up the color changing cup on the cover three podcast this weekend. So yeah, that's a CBS sports network game. Most streaming bundles like YouTube and Hulu have CBS sports network. I, know I get, on Hulu, I get it. Yeah.
2: So you should be able to watch. You should be able to watch that game. We got Elon and Wake problems. on Thursday night as well. That's all. That's the ACC network. Yep. It, Wake's going to be fine, right? Wake, yeah, against Elon, yeah. Wake has a dream start to no, their kidding. schedule. I'm kidding.
0: Uh, from I, I've got Alex and Joe, five for Wake, man. Is it a sin to be drinking pumpkin beer this early, or do we hoard until October, man? Drink what you want to drink. I'm not going to get in the way of your joy. I know it's officially PSL season. And the last week before Labor Day, they un they uh, they, they 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 released you, that into the wild. You do like pumpkin beer. I, there's a time and place for pumpkin okay. beer. Like there's pumpkin spiced beer that's way too sweet. It's like literally drinking a pumpkin pie. Oh, no, no, no. Those are too much for me. Uh, And then New Belgium makes one that's like pumpkin with like actual spice, like ancho chilies. Hmm. Word of warning on that, Eshba and I had that on a pumpkin beer tasting podcast and everything we had after that beer tasted like watermelon. It was the strangest thing. It wrecked our palates. It really did wreck our balance, man. But yeah, drink what you want to drink. It's all good. Uh, From ND Games 5, A, since you both are rightfully doubtful about the benefits of Stanford, Cal, and SMU to the ACC, short of Notre Dame coming in full-time, which schools would you bring in to make a positive impact? And B, who would you subtract to improve everyone's payout? Notre Dame is who you subtract. Just get them out of the league now. They're not really doing anything. I'm actually shocked that all these other conferences just haven't gone to Notre Dame and, and said to them, you have no power. Why do we, this is like the college football playoffs. Another example is why do they continue to give Notre Dame this access when they don't have to, is it really as simple as what you said last week that all these guys want to go work at Notre Dame? So they're thinking, Hey, maybe this is my end. Is that what this is? It can't be that simple, right? Notre Dame. No, to be fair, Notre Dame does help
2: the ACC's television contract. Mm. Those five games a year do help the ACC. Yeah. To be fair. Okay. To be real. Okay. Okay. That's number one. Um, To your point though, if there was more shrewd leadership that did not have any sort of tie to Notre Dame at all, right? I would say to you, those leaders would say, here's what we're doing now. We're going to play all conference games and you get one non-conference game per year. Okay, mm-hmm. and and ESPN has this power now to say you're going to play ten conference game, you're going to play ten conference games, one non conference game. That would right quick fix Notre Dame's not. I'm not going to ever join a conference problem. And and Jack Swarbrick in his you know diary of the mouth on with, with Dan Patrick last week did actually say if we were not to have access to the playoff, of course Jack Swarbrick now runs the college football playoffs, so so
0: they're always going to have access. There you go. You have access to us wherever podcast, YouTube, you name it, social media. Right who to add, though? Easy. This is Irate Gilio. You're, you're all about it. As you mentioned, App
2: earlier. State, ECU, and yep. go get West Virginia. Yep. I,
0: I want the Irate Gillio conference to be a real thing. <laughs> At this point, if you're not going to catch up with the SEC and the Big Ten, you might as well have fun playing football. Give me every single week of somebody I hate. That'll yes. do it. That'll do it. And that's going to do it for today's show. We will see you tomorrow.